All right, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episodes 13 through 16 of part 6, Stone Ocean. talked about potentially becoming an orb guy yes i do getting way into orbs on reddit yeah. uh, reddit has now been against my will suggesting uh i think more than one bigfoot related sub okay reddit wants me to become a bigfoot guy now did you know that the bigfoot community accepts the fact that some bigfoot are actually just people in costumes the bigfoot community <laughs> that's right there's a I've seen multiple threads pop up where people have like four pictures of big feet and they're like, well, one and two are definitely costumes, but three and four, that's the real deal. And they're like three and four will be the ones that look even more obviously like it's a costume, like it's just some spirit Halloween costume. Okay. I need Reddit to stop. <laughs> I need you to stop looking at Reddit. Did you go to see Mithrigan? I did go see Mithrigan. How was it? Uh, it's great. Good. It's a uh, ten out of three again. From <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold what on, let me do this. What episodes did we watch this week? <laughs> but Regan is great. It's uh, it definitely skews closer to the kind of tone and comedy of the original Child's Play original child's play the first child's play in in that there are less like really overt jokes in it but it oh, is still okay. got kind of like a self-aware tone to everything that's going on um remember in the trailers how mithrigan is playing a little tiny baby piano menacingly yeah of course I, I might be wrong i don't think there's a single shot in the movie that sets up that there's a piano in that room until oh, yeah. that scene it's just there for that and also I, the song she's playing on it is toy soldiers oh okay i uh i read something that said they um specifically say ellison williams character is like a collector of high-end vinyl figures or something yes. yeah <laughs> there's a very early part of that where uh katie the uh the niece that she's taking in tries to play with one of the vinyl figures on the shelf and she's like no that's not a toy it is a toy but it's not a toy please don't play with it and then like takes it out of her hands she's just like Puts you back well <laughs> especially because there's a scene later on where there's like a uh, child counselor and she just wants to observe them playing with toys and stuff and so the only toy they have is that vinyl toy and so it's like a Transformers thing, but it's in a ball and they're just rolling it back and forth. And she keeps going like, OK, this is not actually how you play with this toy. There's a button on the bottom. Please let me push the button so the toy will do what the toy is supposed to do. It's nice. It's a fun movie. I like Mithrigan sounds good. Yeah. And now everybody else has started calling it Mithrigan, but we can say we were on ground floor. Yes. The sequel better be called Mithrigan. 
Gaforkin. <laughs> no, it'd be <laughs> my three Gatuan. Right? I'm just changing the A to a two. But then then we would have Mathrigan Mathri Threegan and then Mathorgan. They're just gonna call it like Mathrigan two point Four four would be Mathrigaforin. Because <laughs> the four kinda looks like an A. This is a very good naming scheme. They do set up the it's sequel, horrible. but they, they do set up the sequel, but they don't do it as like a post credits thing or anything like that. It's just kind of you can see what they would do with it by about the middle of the movie. They, they yeah, of kind course. of drop some stuff in there. Um, yeah, it's fun. Uh, I don't think you should go rush out to a movie theater to see it. But... I think you should. I can say that because I'm never going to go to a movie theater again. <sighs> okay, well, I, I guess you're allowed to say that. I live right next to one. I'm not sure I would recommend going to a theater to see Mithrigan. But at the same time, the alternative will be watching it on Hulu. So... Eh, there are other ways, which I plan to take advantage of uh, whenever it is available. If you pirate Mithrigan, then Mithrigan will find out because she's in the network and then she'll come after you. That's fine. I think we'd get along pretty well. You will die a horrific death off screen. <laughs> It's all off screen. That actually, yes, there is not a single on screen death. Or no, that's yeah. no, there there is one, but it's still pretty tame. Yeah. Uh, I am hoping there's like some sort of unrated version where you get at least a little bit of it. But I do I do too. That is the movie's biggest problem, is it is very bloodless. Yeah. Um, would... Especially because some of the kills they set up I think are pretty good. I thought Smile was like PG thirteen, but apparently not. I don't want to see Smile at all. That looks dumb. No, I don't either. But I was looking, uh, I was watching the Red Letter Media thing and some of the shots in that. I was like, oh, oh, okay. There is that one bit from the trailer that I thought was pretty good where the like girl comes up to the car yeah. and taps on the window and her head is like chopped off. It's hanging on by a thread. Uh, well, no, it's just like her neck is like stretchy, kind of. Oh, it is? I thought yeah. like it's such a quick shot. I thought it was like it was mostly cut off and that it just kind no, of. No, like... no. It, it's okay. just like she's got a limp neck or something look smile at least has that one shot and it's pretty good the rest of it though i'm not so sure about okay uh this week we speaking of uh horrible body deformations and uh, mangling uh this week jojo's bizarre adventure decided to turn into baki the grappler all of a sudden <laughs> and i'm here for it i can see your uh power points Larry, yeah, they're yeah. glorious. Sure, not sure it how means... you can see that, considering <laughs> the effect of the stand would not have anything to do with that, and <laughs> has not affected you yet, as far as I can tell. Anyway, uh, that's not where this starts. We start with no. "Kiss of Vengeance" and what is it? Love and Revenge. Uh, Love and Thunder. I think is the name of the episode. Oh no! Yeah, this uh, th this couple episodes directed by. Uh... YTT, um, very funny, the funniest JoJo's has ever been. He's riffing on a level that is freaking <laughs> sublime. <laughs> uh, we start though with a a bit of a flash forward. Uh, Jolene is being thrown into maximum security uh, by our our future antagonist uh, for the second set of two episodes, as well as a guy that kind of looks suspiciously like Jorno. Yeah, but yeah. he's really let himself go. 
Yeah, I wonder if that was intentional. It must have been, because he has exactly the same hairstyle as Jorno. He's got even more hair donuts, though, which means he's probably more powerful than Jorno. Yeah, he's got donuts, like, all the way around. It, yeah, it's like a flower crown in midsummer or something. Oh, he looks so fucked up. I love it. He does. He also has, like, a, one of those full-body, like, uh, bomb disposal yeah. jacket things. Yeah. Or, or like uh, what a catcher would wear. Oh yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's not where this episode takes place. Uh, we we get back to that later. There's a reason why Jolene is here. They're kind of setting it up. Um, there was not a new intro for this episode like we thought there would be, but it definitely kind seems of. like this was a cut to a different set of episodes. There's well, there are changes in the intro. There were. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't notice the that. whole ending part is different. It is. I'm, I'm yeah. scrubbing. And uh, because it has the whole scene with Jotaro, where uh, now she like piggybacks on Jotaro. Well, yeah, again, I guess it isn't. In and the, then also right shows now. Savage Garden taking the disc away and the frogs falling. I'm curious. Uh, I thought about this at the time and then forgot to go and check. When it zooms through uh, Jolene and Hermes's prison van at the very beginning, you can see a face of somebody like in the uh, passenger seat in the front. Oh, yeah. I don't remember if that was there before. I'm trying to see if I can uh, see who that is, too. I freeze-framed it kind of... Well, I mean, it's kind of just oh, a standard Iraqi really face, fast. but it kind of looked like a Josuke from Jojolian more than anything. Really? But I don't know. Yeah, I tried to freeze-frame that a couple times now. It just goes by so fast I can't seem to get it. Uh, there is a little bit, though, of Dio and, um, <laughs> and Poochie talking. How young do you think Poochie is in this scene? I can't remember if they specify. <laughs> I, I, think, I think they did, didn't they? Didn't they say he was like 16 or something? Uh, there's another scene later uh, where they're talking about the um, survivor stand where they mention his age. And I think at that point he's in his 20s. Um, but he looks know. noticeably younger here. So I'm going to assume, yeah, like probably around 16 or something like that. Um, that's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's just another inscrutable conversation between the two of them <laughs> that I mostly zoned out during, to be honest. Is this conversation romantic? Is it about religion? Is it about some weirdo shit? I don't know. Well, mostly the last one. It's usually about gaining heaven. There's a yeah. way to get to heaven. I know the way to get to heaven. Do you yeah. know the way to get to heaven? Well, no, it's all on this disc that I took out of a man's head. Uh, yeah. But I can't. I also need this bone. I need you to find this bone for me. <laughs> I had a bone. It got out of my grasp. I don't know where it's at. It went through my hand. It's all very confusing. Well, that that's Poochie and Sports Max. Yeah, uh, which I'm these two episodes. Dio. Sure, but the the bone seems to be part of the plan. The um, bone. Rattle the bones. <laughs> that's what Poochie says. But these two episodes are all about Hermes and her beef with Sports Max, or as he is known in the dub, uh, or just the English translation in general, Sports Maximum. Yeah, which is okay, sure, I guess. <laughs> There's one change in here we'll get to that I really, really dislike. But... Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but the... There's a opening bit before we kind of get into all the Hermes stuff where uh, Foo Fighters is doing everything the opposite, and I thought the scene was very cute. Yes. I uh, also like, really like that. She's in the chow line, and she's basically getting all the opposite food she would normally get. 
like the bit of like, oh, what would the opposite be of, uh, I, I think it was beef. And then uh, that one lady pops up and it would just be, it's salmon. Cause like beef <laughs> doesn't roll around in its own shit. Salmon pork, bites yeah. upstream. <laughs> yes. She's like, pork, instead yeah. of uh, rice, I'll have bread. And yeah, she's basically, she's doing like SpongeBob opposite day type stuff. Oh, never mind. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's well, not you, true because I didn't really hated in. it when I, if I had said that uh, Weather Report had the W belt from Mermaid Man. You did point he, that out to me in private, and I, I did not talk to you for the rest of the day, <laughs> if I remember right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you also just any, disappear for days on end sometimes. So anytime normal. you send me a picture of SpongeBob SquarePants, I'm going to shear off one of my fingers and throw it at your <laughs> front door. Oh, no. I'm going to do it even more now. Fuck. No, I sure wish you wouldn't do that. Uh, well, hold on. I'm, I'm... Okay, I just sent you one. God damn it. <laughs> All right, get chopping. Okay, I don't have a pair of scissors. I don't have a pair of scissors near me right now, but I guess later. Why did he start with his index finger? Wouldn't you start with like the pinky finger and then work your way up to the more important ones? He's a musician, for God's sakes. Yeah, I know. Hi, welcome to this uh, Banshees of Irishiran podcast. <laughs> I mean, in general, also, he could have started with his other hand. Yeah. Which, like you just use for the bow or whatever. It wouldn't really matter. What a depressing and hilarious movie. Winner of Best Comedy or Musical at the Golden Globes. <laughs> Which uh, I've seen people talking about that. Like, it is a comedy, though. Like, it's a black yeah, comedy, a, yeah, like every a... other Martin McDonough movie. It's not. Yeah. Like, remember when The Tourist won Best Musical or Comedy? And it is absolutely neither of those. I don't remember that, actually, but that is very funny. It is. It's funnier than The Tourist. Which is <sighs> anyway, a movie in general. Point is, there is no like very close up shot of Foo Fighters like hyper realistic face and a bunch of characters screaming at the top of their lungs. It's <laughs> nothing like SpongeBob SquarePants at all. I like how you've apparently only seen like episodes from the weird like. There's a part in a later episode of SpongeBob that is very similar to something that happens here, uh, and it, it is it was long after I had stopped watching the it. toenail getting ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> wait really yes what the, why how it's I, I don't know that's what i'm saying it's from the later ones where for some reason they decided to copy ren and stimpy or something where it's a bit where i think spongebob's helping squidward move a couch or something and so like he gets like one leg of the couch and he drops it on squidward's toe and oh, like screams no. and then it just like he's moving it around and grinding it and it has like these oh. close-ups of him like pushing the toenail yeah it's really oh, bad and i don't know how that made it onto tv that does and, remind me though you brought up ren and stimpy the episode where they like pull the guy's teeth out and you see like yeah. the um the nerves in yeah, the, yeah. In the gum socket that well, not, not just that it was ren pulling out the nerves themselves yeah yeah god um, it is weird anyway Hermes is uh she has been stalking sports maximum uh, oh, she also reason... lets people cut in front of her in line knowing that it will make everybody mad and start a fight so then they can be oh, free yeah. to get whatever food they want i didn't interpret that as her knowingly doing that so much as it was a benefit of her doing everything the opposite 
so no, it just all sort it, of worked out she does it and then they start fighting and then she's just like eh, see i see again i took that as her finding good fortune from the act of doing everything the opposite it wasn't okay. the intended result but she's like see this is a good thing because it's all working out yeah maybe. anyway none of this ever seems to actually go anywhere i don't think no, they loop back around on doing the opposite <laughs> however uh, important to note here that I like how ever since part four, Araki has always put like a character capable of healing everybody else in the group. So then they can just yeah. like get as like horribly disfigured as possible. And then they'll just be like, eh, yeah. okay. Glue me back together with plankton, please. Yes. Stick that plankton in my holes. I'm sure that's very sterile. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I wonder if that might have anything to do with Polnareff having gigantic holes punched out of his leg after the vanilla ice fight, oh, and also yeah. missing a bunch of fingers, and yeah. then still being like, I'm going to fight Dio anyway. Uh, but it is probably a good idea to have like a designated healer in the party, so I like that Araki's been doing that. Who, yeah, exactly. You know, you got to have... Part 5. Uh, part 5 was Jorno. Oh yeah, right, because he can change objects into other things yeah and uh butcherati kind of had it like i think there were a couple of times he would like zip stuff together yeah similar to how jolene can use her threads to stitch wounds together which i do like how that is treated as like a non-permanent thing like yeah she can do that in a pinch uh to to keep on fighting but it is not like a full substitute for actually healing her wound yeah uh, anyway, so yeah, you, need a, you need a tank, you need a healer, you need DPS. Yeah. Araki understands the point of a party makeup. I don't think JoJo's was as good when Araki stopped putting in two tanks, though. <laughs> yeah, we reduced the party size from six to four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Sports Maximum and his weird-ass looking second set of eyebrows has gotten into taxidermy. Sure. Uh, prisons famously have uh, taxidermy that's right prison also lets you wear the clothes that you were arrested in they just put the name of the prison on the back of your jacket (laughs) yeah and for a second also i thought that it was some sort of like um what was his name fugo type deal uh where he had holes all over his clothes but i guess they're just like dots which yeah it's not as cool a weird pattern on there i I like him. I don't like his it looks haircut. All right. I don't like his haircut. No, it looks terrible. It, yeah, it's kind of lame. Um, but Ermis has been stalking him. Uh, we find out in in bits and pieces and throughout the episode, the story kind of comes together, but it is maybe better to just kind of tell it now so we can get the full context for why she's got this beef with Sports Max. Uh, she had a sister and uh, their mother had died and her sister had basically filled that sort of maternal role. And so she really looked up to her, but also there was like kind of a strained relationship there. So one night, Ermis is just like, I don't want to inherit the restaurant that we run. I want to go to college and then takes off running. Uh, uh, in an sister. alley with a giant graffiti of kiss on the wall. Weird. Ooh, it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Limp Biscuit is the funniest character we ever had. If only we can get him a better name. (laughs) (laughs) So her sister ends up witnessing a like gang related murder in pursuit of her sister. And because her sister was also caught running near the scene of the crime, 
basically the mob is going to think her sister witnessed it. So instead, Irma's sister steps up and takes the fall for her. Uh, it gets choked to death. Yeah, uh, I'm also going to say uh, not a great idea. No. Because like Ermesco just got in a way they didn't really get a good look at her, even though she's pretty distinctive. Um, but, sure. you know, there at least would possibly be a way for her to get away. Yeah, and even like the weird part to me is, okay, I saw a girl run away like up on this like balcony thing that's nearby. She's way up there. But then this other girl who's like on the same level of us just turns around a corner and goes, it was me. Like. Yeah. I mean, I guess like what she's doing is saying, hey, that was my sister up there. Take my life instead or something. I don't know. There's there's some uh, gaps in the sequence of events. I mean, does she actually go up to them and like say she saw them or did she like call the cops on them? I thought that she like turns the corner. I'm from what I remember, he likes hears her and starts coming towards her. But I thought there was something in a uh, Hermes's. Oh yeah. Okay. Gloria, Gloria had no choice, yeah, but to put herself in danger and, danger call, and the call the police. Okay. Right. I like how good we both have this running at yeah. the same time. See, okay. it's useful, isn't it? Yeah. After, <laughs> after 69 episodes, I'll admit it's probably useful to have the episode playing in the background. <laughs> uh anyway they are not able to send sports maximum uh to maximum jail for his maximum murder they just get him on some other bullshit so he's gone for like five years yeah. uh, so Irma's put herself in jail with the intention of catching up with this guy and, and killing him in prison um here's the thing we've talked a lot about how prison doesn't really work the way that Iraqi says it works um in the actual prison system, I don't think you get much of a choice where you go to jail. So if your sister's killer goes to one jail and you try to commit a crime to go to the same jail as him and kill him, especially if you're a woman and he's a man, the odds of you ending up in the same prison are really, really, really slim. Yeah. I think the idea is that she did it nearby. Like, that was the whole reason. But I don't know. Sure, but even then I would think different yeah, that crimes doesn't necessarily send mean you to different you go to the closest yeah. one there's also like prison population to factor in too if they don't have space for you you'd probably go to a different nearby prison there's a lot of logistical stuff involved in determining what prison you go to this is all suspiciously convenient sure like is it a federal crime or not etc yeah. it's almost like this thing. is a piece of fiction that was written what? in a way where characters would conveniently end up in the same place and the plot has to happen oh i don't know about that uh the, the fact I'm that it sure doesn't this is a documentary the fact that this doesn't operate strictly on real world logic means it's bad yes we're uh, we're going to count down all of the jojo sins uh we're going to go ding every time something happens that i thought you were already accurate. putting the ding in the podcast to begin with you haven't been doing that no well, oh, I mean, I shit. tried, and then it was like it was dinging about every point uh, three four seconds, and it made it kind of inaudible. Speedwagon on that giant like glider that they made using Haman, <laughs> and it's just going fucking bonkers. That <laughs> would just be the um, repeat to yourself. It's just show 
clip except it's it's like a high on life dialogue it's just overlapping with each <laughs> itself and cutting it off over and over i'm going to commit a crime to get sent to the same prison as justin royland and something's going to happen to him and i can't say what or this podcast <laughs> will get taken off of itunes <laughs> okay well, it'll only. be It'll be specifically for high on life and not in retribution for anything else. <laughs> Do you think we can take credit for <laughs> Royland getting caught? I think that does that, fall uh, within the, the podcast curse, yeah. Him uh, getting the Golden Grammy. Uh, it's put a, a pox on him. Now his reign is over. Good. Yeah, good. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. <laughs> I I had mentioned this earlier. I from what I understand, part of him getting into character for recording sessions for Rick and Morty involved him actually getting drunk. So none of this is really that surprising to me. If you're getting shit faced at work to do your dumb little comedy bits, then it's going to guess you're probably not a very well adjusted person to begin with. Anyway, Hermes catches up to Sports Max. She's this, like, hey, you, you like pipes? This is a really good, really, really, really good way to kill this guy. I like this a lot. She <laughs> yeah, is. traps him inside of a, a sewage pipe, um, or water pipe, really. But, well, sewage, because he's talking about how it's like shitty water. Yeah. Um, and then she starts, she turns the valve so it starts filling up with water to drown him. Yeah. But while he is in the pipe, he starts his horrible, his ill omen incantations towards his stand, Limp Viscuit. Uh, uh. <laughs> so I'm trying, I think it was uh, the original English translation for this was Flaccid Pancake, which is it's, also pretty bad. But... It's one of the games that's in like Eyes of Heaven or something, because I don't think he's in All-Star Battle at all. But here's the thing with doing an English localization for JoJo's names. You and I, of course, fall on the side of we would really prefer if they just retained the name as it is in the Japanese version. Yeah. We understand that logistically that's not going to happen. By the if way, you... speaking of, it, it's interesting to hear... Now that you've been watching the uh, original Japanese, you'll notice they call Foo Fighters FF a lot. Like, yeah. Anyway, so that doesn't really make much of a difference. Yeah, so that's that's fine. But I think if you're if you're localizing it, if you can get something that is fairly close, if not in name, then in spirit, then that's good. But then there's also names like Zipperman, where you just totally fucked everything up. Like you just came up with a really, really dumb, bad name. But yeah. then there's something like Lip Viscuit, which I don't think we've really seen much of, where they just changed one letter. Yeah, it's really weird. It's also just, it doesn't sound good. Like, those two options of Flaccid Pancake, a ridiculous name that I guess is trying to, like, mean the same thing but still sounds stupid, is a better alternative than just changing one letter. Yeah. I thought it would be like damp biscuit or soggy biscuit or something like that. The thing is, regardless of how good those alternate names are, you're at least being creative with them. Limp Viscuit is just super lazy. Yeah. Um, we will call him Limp Viscuit for the rest of the episode. <laughs> you can, I won't. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, he's doing his little incantation. Seeing Limp Vizkit for the first time made me want to break stuff. <laughs> uh, so he starts using his stand. Uh, he is conveniently near the taxidermy room, which I guess uh, connects to this pipe hallway. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's <laughs> just sitting at the end there, completely open and unguarded. Uh, there's a like a crow that's sitting on the table, and the ghost of the crow starts attacking Ermes. Um, yeah, a really gross fashion too. Fucks her up, takes off one of her fingers, uh, just Rolls like out. in our our favorite oh. comedy film. There's also a shot here uh, where she has that finger back. Um, I noticed. I yeah. I was looking out for that too because I figured that there would have to be an animation error with that. It, it's this, a part where she's like the same um, company that turned Abdal's hand backwards in the closing credits for a while. So. <laughs> right. Um, uh, it, it's a part where like Kiss is sort of attacking in the air to try to get the crow or whatever. Like you can see, she has all her fingers. Um, no. But. Um, Oh, I was going to say the crow like pulls a vein out of her neck, oh, uh, very that. similar to that bit with Dio. Yeah, and, like, Dio and Jonathan pulled it up with his fingy. Yeah, that made me squirm. Yeah, I have a, I have a problem with that. I had a problem with it in part one, um, but it's not it's not as bad because like Dio was just fondling that that vein. <laughs> oh yeah, he's rolling it between his fingers and talking about how succulent it was. And this uh-huh. is just a, a pretty quick shot of the bird, like tugging at it. Um, it also like slices her eyelid open down towards her cheek. Um, but that's I not remember that, but yeah, that's probably not, it's not depicted as graphically as it could be. Like you don't see the underside of her eyeball or anything like that, but it does like slice down from her eyelid. Uh, anyway, they have almost less problems with the alligator later compared to this bird. Really? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Uh, Cause yeah, once she, once she dispatches this bird, uh, the next one is a taxidermy to alligator. Uh, so she has to jump up onto a pipe, like holding it up above to like get off the ground. And as soon as Jolene and Foo Fighters comes in, it just rips off one of Foo Fighters' legs. Yes. <laughs> Which this did not go the way I thought it was going to. It seems like, you know, Foo Fighters obviously is just like a collection of plankton in the form of a person. Yeah, just grow it back so, like Piccolo. No, I thought that, well, because oh. she still has like a, a finite amount, uh, but I thought she would like explode him from inside. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you've got part of you inside him, just like go bat and blow him yeah, up. Yeah, but just shred yeah. it from the inside or have it just pop out like like you know gunfire or something like yeah. that so she's shooting them out of her finger to begin with oh her finger guns are so good i i do like that now there's like a whole mechanical thing to it too to make it look like an actual <laughs> finger gun yeah I, for no real reason she just likes to do it i guess the reason is it looks cool man that's yeah. the only reason that you need to have um i love foo fighters a lot i still think that she's my favorite character out of this core cast um i like her design I, I like the plankton power. I think it's fun. Uh, I like her hat that might be hair. I I still think it's a hat. It's, I'm positive it's a hat. I think this is one of the few times where the ambiguity of is it hat or hair leans firmly on the side of hat. Uh, 
But I do like that Jolene crushes what's left of her leg to just like dump a bunch of blood onto this alligator so they could see it. Yeah, the whole Master Roshi trick. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like that must be intentional, right? Like that has to be a reference to Dragon Ball. I couldn't really say. I'm not sure. Like, if it I was feel like invisible not. enemy that you then cover with blood so you can see it is specific enough that it must have been intentional. Yeah, possibly. Uh, she also so in this following episode, she also sends her threads out to form a net so she can sense its movement. This is apparently not a good idea <laughs> because it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> this that really confused me because it's like, first of all, why would you not just form the net and just sort of like wave it around to like, you know, sweep the room, see if you can find it somewhere. Well, the alligator also. The alligator also just seems to appear like right beside her, so it somehow circumvented the net to begin with, which I guess would imply that she built the net too high up, so it just crawled under. She does have it like off the ground too much. Yeah, but I, honestly, if I were getting attacked by an alligator, I would also probably freak out and not really think too much about that and mess up. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I'd be I'm more freaked to... out about the bird. If a bird started, like, ripping my veins out and slicing my eyelids open, yeah, that would scare the shit out of me, too. I woke I woke up that one time uh, in my old apartment just hearing a bunch of, like, loud crowing outside. There were two gigantic crows just sitting right by my window, just hanging out. And I didn't know what to do about that, so I just, like, started chasing them, yelling, Get out of here, crows! <laughs> Get out of here, crows! <laughs> well, I did it like I thought maybe I should throw something at them, and then I was like, "No, crows are very smart, and I do not want to create like a, a crow, like <laughs> crow nemesis." Yeah, <laughs> it's like Shadow of Mordor. This crow is going to come back with like an eye patch next time, and be like, "Ah, remember me?" <laughs> you threw food at me. You did. I ain't forgotten. <laughs> Uh, that would be pretty good, though, actually. No, like, I want to befriend crows. I want to give crows uh, little treats and stuff so they start bringing me trinkets back and then eventually, you know, train them to attack my enemies. But I, at that moment, just wanted to go to sleep, so I had to get the crows out of there, and the only thing I could think of was to yell, get out of here, crows. <laughs> and, like, they didn't do it at first. They just looked at me. <laughs> yeah, I would, too. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this guy shouting? Uh, crows are very cool. I, I like them. I, I like birds. <laughs> okay, thanks for your input. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how Foo Fighters takes out the uh, the alligator, though. Uh, she, uh, she has it bite her hand and then she finger guns its mouth. Oh, right. Okay, again, what she could have done with her leg. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um... So anyway, uh, Sports Max manages to get out of the pipe. Uh, he sees a woman. No, he doesn't. And he air He's quotes dead. gets. He air quotes gets out of the pipe. He is All technically right. not in the pipe. He's also technically not alive, but he's no longer in the pipe. Well, his body is, but okay. Sure. I just like the Sports Max dripping with shit water down this hall, seeing a woman and going, ah. She's a bitch type. I'll call her bitch. <laughs> well, 
I've got all that scrape time to pay for some poontang, he says. Yeah, he's just like, oh man, I had I almost drowned in that shit pipe. I really would just like a drink right now and like a little bit of sex and a shower. That would be great. <laughs> um, but he just sidles on up, dripping in sewage, is just like, hey bitch, let's go somewhere. Well, before that, he, like, bribes a guard, and the guard does not react to him at all, and he's just like, yeah, oh. Yeah, and then uh, there's another guy that happens to be standing next to named character Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the nice lady, who will yeah. be dead soon. <laughs> so she thinks that this other guy touched her, which he didn't, it's the Sports Max ghost, and so she, like, assaults him, and then Sports Max is just like, no, you gotta, like, really kick the shit out of him, though, lady. Here, let me show you. <laughs> Sportsmax is such a terrible character, and yet he's also hilarious. I just like this weird rapport that Sportsmax has formed with this prostitute, that he calls her bitch as if though it's her first name, just yeah. casually pays for sex, and then sees this other guy, like, he thinks, like, trying to get in on the action is just like, here... You and me, let's go teach this guy a lesson or two. Let's just kick the crap out of him and rob him. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong. He drags him into the graveyard, uh, and there's some really good bits of him kind of like moving the body around which he's just like looking for money and other stuff he can take but to this woman it looks like the guy is trying to proposition her like he's pulling out money also um, like sportsmax has been like dragging him backwards unconscious and she's just like following around like hey that's kind of a weird way to walk i guess but i don't know <laughs> my favorite part of this is what how she perceives it is this guy just like rolling back onto his shoulder blades and somehow managing <laughs> to magically pull his pants off into the yeah. air and yeah. present his ass to her. And she says that I'm not into that kinky stuff, uh, which oh, uh, sure. Anyway, Sportsmax finds injectable drugs. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, sweet, I don't know what this is. Yum, yum, let me put it in my pants. <laughs> i don't know what was actually happening here by the way like what 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 did he do is I, it just that it like it, it seems like it goes in him and then he's like oh no now there's sewage water leaking out of me everywhere i don't know why that happens i'm not sure either i would think because he punctured himself like maybe the sewage water is then expelling from the puncture wound but it's happening at like multiple points throughout his arm and i don't yeah. know why that is um, yeah, also like yeah is he I, able to inject himself when he's a ghost i guess he has like he has physical contact with others so maybe yeah it's not totally clear it's a really weird bit but i do like as a character trait that sports max will just inject anything into his veins he doesn't care he just sees I mean, he's full he, of fluid and he's just like yay drugs the floridian mobster i don't know what you expect that's a very good point. I forgot that this takes place in Florida for a moment. That explains a lot about the characters in general, really. Yeah. Uh, but Sportsmax is now a ghost zombie because he also badly wants to eat brains in particular. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, starts chowing down on named character Bitch. And uh, 
gets covered in her blood, similar to the alligator, which is a very good shot. I, I like him all like enraged and like the blood kind of dripping off and everything. I thought that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Jillian and Irma are here now. Yeah, too late. <laughs> As usual. Uh, the, I, I do like the bit of uh, them getting attacked by the prostitute's ghost and uh, Jolene using her stand to like wrap it up in threads to kind of know where it's at. Like visually, I like that a lot. Oh, yeah. In general, I kind of like that this sort of brings it back to the horror theme for a little yeah. bit. We haven't seen like a zombie in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for a very long time. Yeah. I think like not or a ghost, so. really. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the last time we saw an actual zombie. If it was uh, the bit from part two where it kills um, Joseph's dad, or if there was something in part three. I thought there was something in three. There's a, I, I'm going to screw his name up, but like Nukasatsu, but he was a vampire, like a minor vampire. I don't remember. Mm. It's uh, been Jolene, so long. Jolene does her, uh, I'm, I'm casting a net trick again only this time she does it over a broader area so it's more effective um but this is mostly like this fight is largely Hermes versus uh sports max jolene has very little to do with it in fact Hermes basically tells her to stay out of it uh which like as far as like the, how the fight progresses from here though like i don't think too much interesting happens there is the bit where Hermes puts the sticker on her face and she gets two heads for a moment though yeah that's pretty good yeah, yeah. It, it was the store uh storm i don't know what i was gonna say storm shadow sports max uh sneaks up as going to chomp her brain but then she's like haha you just chomped the other head which again going by the logic that has previously been established then when she would rejoin them in like cracker skull anyway this seems like a very bad <laughs> tactic yeah yeah uh, also sports max's tactic to counter this is to rip his ghost head off which <laughs> surprisingly more effective um i'm gonna ask a question that's probably going to be very offensive when you see like conjoined twins does it also make you feel like a little like kind of squirm a little bit no, not really. Like real life conjoined twins? No. I got like some sort of phobia with it where like I, I can't. Shocking. You have a weird phobia? <laughs> I know, right? I don't have many of those. All my phobias are completely logical. That's why well, they're do... called phobias because they make total sense. <laughs> I think they're actually called phobias because uh, you're afraid of them. Uh, no, to me, the thing with conjoined twins would be that like how do you do stuff like do you both like you both have to be in the bathroom at the same time and stuff like that so and, you're more concerned about the logistics of yes. it where i see two people whose heads are fused together and i go like "Ooh, no 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 and then i like close the window out on my computer yeah i, I it's just the logistics are the thing that okay. i think about i there i'm just scared of it for some reason and i know i shouldn't be because obviously it's not anyone's choice to be a conjoined twin and of course it's a very rare condition but i don't know something about it just like scares me i, I okay <laughs> it's gonna sound really stupid i worry one day that the people with the conjoined heads are gonna like go in opposite directions and like rip <laughs> each other off <laughs> 
<laughs> and then I think about that, I'm like, ooh, no, wow, 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 that's terrible. <laughs> and, oh, it scares, okay. and it scares me. All right. Get out of here, crows. <laughs> Get out of here, crows. Uh, anyway, yeah, Sportsmax is floating around as a uh, ghost zombie head like he's in Haosu or something. He's going to bite someone's butt. Oh, that would have been good, but unfortunately he craves brains, not butts. Yeah. Um, there. So part of this fight initially didn't make sense to me, and I'm kind of going back through and trying to figure it out. The bit where he's like flying at her and then suddenly blood starts pouring out of his chest. And she like something mm. gets pulled out from there he he swallowed the duplicate earlier and i'm trying to remember yeah, that, what that's it she what? takes the sticker off and it's like because he ate a chunk of her like it's coming back to the rest of the head okay so it's part of her head all right yeah. i got a little bit confused because it looks like an organ like it's uh-huh. a, it's a like a ball of flesh as opposed to like some small part of like her scalp yeah it's like a I guess supposed to be chunk of brain or something from the dupe. If he, then if it, wouldn't she still then be missing part of her actual brain? Once I don't know. That's why I said this doesn't make any sense. I guess the duplicate would take the damage, but the original wouldn't, but the act of recombining would then cause some damage based on like the, the force of them coming together. Yeah, exactly. (sighs) Even though she also does like fuse those pipes together later, and I don't think it like it completely sealed it. Yeah, this doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> it does not. Like Kiss is one of the mostly <laughs> ill-defined stands I think they've had. Yeah, she. Uh, anyway, this woman who is potentially missing part of her brain at least had enough sense to duplicate Sports Max's head. Uh, so you do get a really good bit of her pulling the sticker off. So Sports Max is attracted back to his head. And she just kind of uses that almost like a paddle ball kind of thing. Yeah, that's pretty Um, good. Which I even have a bit of an issue with that, too, because I would think that if you duplicated an object, the smaller of the two objects would have more force pulling it back to the original object. Like gravity or something like his head that she's holding would want to force its way out of her hand more than he would be carried towards it is the way that I would think that would work. I think it depends on what one you take off. I think I think one Rocky you take... didn't think about any of this. <laughs> I agree, but I think when you take one off, the other one comes to that one. Yeah. I think that actually is the case. I, I I don't know. Who who could say? This is very ill conceived. Um but yeah, she uh aura auras him to death. For the second, he's definitely dead now. Yeah. I guess he can aura aura a ghost. I mean, again, like he has physical contact. They shot the uh, alligator ghost to death. So you sure, get, yeah. You get a good bit of Gloria's ghost coming back and comforting her. And I do like any time like a, a heroic spirit shows up in JoJo's. I think. It's yeah, cool. that's always good. Yeah. It's the episode. But anyway, then the guards show up and uh, find a bunch of dead bodies around. And well, <laughs> d- the one lady that is. And so that's what gets Jolene tossed in maximum security. Yeah, which she also wants to intentionally go to because the bone is there. The bone. Um, which at first, all that is framed like she like 
set herself up to do it, but it's more just like a consequence that happens to work out in her favor. So yeah, and I I guess um, between them knocking out or killing whatever Sports Max uh, and her getting caught, like I guess she shoved the disc in her head and saw what was in it, so she knew. Yeah, because um, uh, Emporio specifically says like Jolene saw all of this beforehand. Yeah. yeah. So the second set of these two episodes opens up inside the church with uh, Poochie using Pale Snake to, or White Snake, I, I keep doing that, but uh, <laughs> he uses White Snake to talk to Sportsmax and kind of lay out the bone plan. Uh, I do like this bit of him going like, oh, you know that there can only exist like a finite amount of souls in the world, but what would happen if one person had thousands of souls and Sportsmax is like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Also, yeah, uh, White Snake. Not considering like how many billions of like insects or like microorganisms are extinct like every day or something like that. Yeah. Well, also, if his issue is that only a finite amount of souls can exist, the fact that the human population keeps increasing doesn't quite make sense with that. But no. Oh, uh, anyway. He's got some sort of plan well, that involves his, his thing, dead though, vampire is that He's boyfriend. saying, like, when the animals die, like, then yeah. there are more humans. And so I guess he's saying, like, it evens out, even though I don't... That's my point. That's not true. Anyway, Sportsmax, you want to see a bone? <laughs> Check out this bone. I have no idea what's happening here. I so, do not understand, like, most of this. So the way that I understood this is Limp Biscuit also known as Limpaviscuit, also known as uh, Floppy Pancakes or whatever, right. has the ability to resurrect the dead in the form of ghosts that still have the ability to interact with the physical realm. Yes, uh, and Poochie wants him to do that with the bone, but then Sportsmax guess... is like, I can't with just this bone, there's like nothing else, like this he... is it. Yeah, so I guess Except his idea he is does? to... Well, his idea is like to bring back, I guess, Dio in that form. But yeah, Sportsmax needs a more complete form in order for that to work. But because he was able to do something to it, he reanimated, like, I guess, a very small portion of Dio's soul. Oh. That's okay. the, the way I took... Like, there is, like, one... 32nd of Dio is running around out there like a mindless organism. Like it's just this bone has become animated because a fragment of Dio's soul has become animated. I uh, like White Snake does say something like, let the bone wander about freely or something, which is like, <laughs> uh, okay, free range you, bone. You gotta let your kids get into a little bit of trouble. They need to scrape their knees. They need to fall down a little bit. That's how they learn. Yeah. That's Can't also a helicopter mom. That's also how like a foot bone learns when it's been reanimated. What bone is this? I don't know. Huh. I'm going to go back and look. I thought it was like a it looks like I at first I thought it was wrist. like a bone to part of a toe but it's way too big but then there's some scenes where it's a lot smaller too yeah, that's what I'm it looks like a finger like a finger yeah. bone but yeah it's way too big for that oh. bone. I'm... <laughs> check the jojo wiki <laughs> to see what they yeah. say about the bone 
Uh, Describe what happens next while I research this bone. (laughs) Well, uh, we see Emporio in his his ghost room talking to Foo Fighters. And he relays the thing about the bones. Uh, Emporio cannot get to the maximum security thing where Jolene is. Oh, I was right. What? Uh... The bone's particular shape and the presence of two round eminences indicate that it is Dio's first metatarsal bone. In other words, one of the bones within the foot behind the big toe. Okay. So yeah, it would be like the first... Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you know how your your toe is, is basically two bones with a no, joint? I don't. Yeah, I know. You fucker. <laughs> this would toe? be like explain to me what a toe is. This would be going further back into like the main meat yes. of your foot, yes, but it would I still understand. be second. It's a metatarsal bone. It's a yeah. foot bone, which it's means a, it's a bone it's, in your foot. It's behind the That's, toe. The big it toe. It is behind the big toe. Yes. It is it's the first metatarsal bone, which means it's behind the big toe, uh bone and foot. This metatarsal bone was for demonstration purposes only and must be destroyed. <laughs> You can uh, use uh, water or a fruit juice to create these bones. <laughs> white white snake standing there like, do not send us squirrel bones. This is There's very a, important. Scene later on in the episode where Dio's just got like a bone mold and he's just mixing some crap up in there while talking to Poochie. <laughs> Putting it in the pizza oven. <laughs> I'm sure everyone understands this reference to a specific bit from Tim and Eric Awesome Show, a show that has been off the air for over a decade. (laughs) (laughs) Muscles for Bones is a classic. Everybody should know that. It is. Thanks for all the bones. Um, But yeah, part of the bone... Richard Bones. Part of the bone animating just causes it to rocket right through White Snake's palm, which freaks him the fuck out appropriately. (laughs) Like I just... Also, I like how Poochie's like commitment to OPSEC here means that he never actually talked to Sports Max, Sports Max in person. And so yeah. he's just like, they're kind of behind a corner. His hand starts gushing blood. He's like, bah! <laughs> well, I also like how quick of a cut it is to, to him having a grievous hand injury. Like, Sports Max is like, well, I can't really do that. I know I can't do that because I just did it. And then he looks at his hand and it's like half exploded. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, well, wait, something's wrong with the bone. Uh, but yeah, so we're we're in um, uh, Imperio's ghost room, and uh, he and Foo Fighters are kind of working out what they're going to do, because um, Jolene is now stuck in this maximum security area. And uh, Anasui is here, too. He's looking at some books. Or, as this calls it, uh, Anastasia, which, which I, is the one I really hate. <laughs> Well, that's, um, so that's actually in like part six though, like the original. Cause I huh? looked this up. I thought that this was like some sort of weird name change thing, but it's just a nickname that he has in the prison. His name is still Anasui. Well, it's apparently it's Anasui. They say Anasui, which I would have oh. thought was Anasui, but, um, no, he says like his name is Narciso Anastasia. But I thought that was a nickname that he gets. No, I think they just changed it to Narciso Anastasia for some reason. 
because it was Narciso and Asui. I'm yeah, I'm looking this up. But Maybe I don't get I why they did that because usually they don't change the character names, like stand names. Yeah. Sure, but that's what I don't like about it. Yeah, I'm trying. They to... kept pulling the ref. Come on. Yeah, okay. No, I did misunderstand it. I thought that was the nickname that they give him, but it is part of the localization. That is... Very stupid. Like, the, the, well, the namesake, too, is Ana Sui. Like, it's two different names that he rolled into one. Oh. Is that another fashion designer, I'm guessing? It is, yeah. Um, God, that's weird. Yeah, her name is Anna Sui. And they just combined it into Ana Sui. And for some reason that doesn't fly, which doesn't make sense to me. Nope. I wonder why they changed that. That's bizarre. Yeah. That's JoJo's bizarre adventure. <laughs> it's it's fast. Finally. Finally fast.com. I'm Don't gonna go have to that website. <laughs> no, I think you should. It'd be very funny and cool. I don't know what it is these days. I bet you go to that website and suddenly all your files are encrypted. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm going to have to look up after this podcast why they changed that because that is very interesting to me. Because you're right, they don't really change the main characters' names. It's anything that's more specifically related to musicians. Yeah, because like, like fashion designers, they, they change weather report to what was it? Weather forecast yeah, or something? Weather forecast. But that's like also his stand name, so that makes sense, I guess. But yeah. Whatever. Anyway, this dude looks like Diavolo, and I still just like the fact that Araki was so in love with the Diavolo design that he just lifted it wholesale. <laughs> yep. Transplanted just... it into the next part. Well, maybe it's, uh, we haven't gotten to the next part. Maybe it's so, uh, he will get in a fight with the Giorno looking guy. Oh, that would be extremely good. That would be very funny. Yeah. Probably I don't not. think that's going to happen. I think he dies, if I remember right, but. Uh, or he gets, like, horribly fucked up. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, so, there I saw an image earlier today that was Rocky's top ten favorite characters that he's done for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and part of this whole thing of like just taking Diavolo's design makes sense because I think he ranked that as his number four favorite character that he's drawn, and that image I think was made before Part Six because I don't think any Part Six character was part of that top ten. Okay, so if he liked him that much. There's yeah. your evidence right there. It was his number four favorite. And obviously he's reused, four. he's reused Joe's K and Kira, his one and two, respectively, for part eight. Yeah. Um, I also regret to inform you legally we now have to like Sigechi because he was ranked number nine. Absolutely not. He was ranked over Dio, who was number ten. <laughs> Araki, what are you doing? <laughs> Nope, <laughs> that can't possibly be right. He was trolling. <laughs> I agree with Rocky's assessment that Josuke is the best character. Sure. I th- I th- he had part two Joseph on there as well. So I agree with those. Okay. I agree with Kira. But Sagechi? <laughs> Fucking no. Junkin' Boy should probably be on the list at that point. I think Rohan was not on the list, which is like the most interesting thing to me. Oh, yeah. Huh. Anyway, uh, Sugechi, better Paul character than Rohan. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it should have been. He had a different list, top 10 moments from Paul, but he didn't have, he doesn't lay ownership over Paul. 
he would yeah. never steal another's creation like that. He would never repurpose something that already exists for his own means. <laughs> sure. Araki's very honorable. <laughs> anyway, Foo Fighters like is trying anybody, to... Like a person of less moral character would want to lay claim to the creatorship of Paul, but Araki, he's not going to do that. No, he he understands that art belongs to the artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Foo Fighters is trying to figure out a way to recruit Anasui for this mission, which includes, I guess, just shooting him in the back of the head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but a quick note about uh, Anasui's um, backstory is that he's always loved disassembling things. He disassembled cars and uh, radios or whatever. And then yeah. his girlfriend cheated on him and he disassembled her <laughs> and the other guy. <laughs> and so now he's in prison. <laughs> So I I saw another image recently that was just explaining all the reasons that the different part six characters are in jail. And they're uh-huh. all like different different matters of like circumstance, like Hermes is putting or, yeah. yeah in jail intentionally. This just Anasui's killed two people. Yeah. So yes, this part actually made me look up like, did he actually do it or is the it going to be revealed later? Like he was he absolutely killed them. Yep, he did. <laughs> Which I like that that's just one of your main good guys for this season. So that was like point number one to make me like Anasui a whole lot. The second point is uh, Foo Fighters contemplating shooting him as if though she's pulling a whole horse and him just turning around going like, I'll help you out. <laughs> for a very strange reason that also I can't really hold against him. No, he wants to marry Jolene. Who doesn't? Uh, I want to marry Anasui. (laughs) Okay, I want to marry Foo Fighters. Mm. Foo Fighters won't disassemble me. And I want to get disassembled. Put back together, disassembled again, you know. To do it every, like, couple weeks. Seems like a good time. Uh, anyway. Boxing Helena. (laughs) Now, what were you saying? Uh, I just like how on board Anasui is with this, despite the fact that they just gave a lengthy explanation for why he's like despondent and disinterested in absolutely everything. But yeah. It's just like, yeah, but that girl you hang out with is kind of hot. So. And by the way, I think Foo Fire's whole thing was like, she was going to prove she's serious about this. So like she yeah. has to intend to kill him before he would like agree to do it. But yeah, he's just like, yeah, Jolene, also- let's go. He also needs to ask for Jolene's hand in marriage, though, and so he requests that of Foo Fighters, who really doesn't understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not totally sure Foo Fighters understands the concept of marriage. And I'm not sure Anasui does either, because I don't think that your love interest plankton friend is the person you need to be asking that of. It's a mystery. Love is a mystery. Everything. I I, I don't know what I'm talking about. I like that. I I was distracted by the screen because I I was looking at the book that Mm. Anasui puts back in the bookshelf. And for a second, I thought it was the brand from Berserk, and I had to go back and check. No, it's not. (laughs) That would have been like a neat Easter egg. Yeah, that would have been fun. Um,. David Production could do a great Berserk anime, but they seem hellbent on never giving the Berserk license to anyone who is good at making anime. Unfortunate. 
Yep. That third movie that they put out was good, but it's a shame it took two very bad movies to get one good movie. And then that follow-up anime happened, and, well, now Mira is dead, and I'm not saying that's the reason why, but it is <laughs> rather coincidental. You saw it, and then immediately died in the robot from revenge of the sith is like he lost the will to live <laughs> he died of a broken heart if somebody took something that i made and turned it into an anime like that i also would have like some sort of freak aortic incident yeah um anyway diver down is a cool stand i like how it looks i like the idea that it basically can transfer like force into an object and then release it at a later time like that's a neat power i couldn't uh, tell that was what it was doing like, i he's, had he's to... still, he does the kick thing yeah and then everyone starts running but and yeah it's like delayed but i couldn't tell exactly what the point of that was and then he's just sort of like zipping around through walls yeah it's a cool guy anyway uh we get another scene of dio and poochie uh, setting up the stand enemy for this next couple of episodes, um, which I'm trying to scrub. I wonder if the there was something I wanted to ask you about. And I can't remember if it happened. I think it happens earlier than this episode. I think it happened in the last like two episodes ago. Which would you say is worse, having shit flung on your face like in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, or come like in Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> Uh, ooh, probably poo-poo. I would definitely say that shit is the worst of the two, even though I would rather not get hit in the face with either of those things. Right, because I feel like there's more risk of an infection that way. Yeah, poop is filthier than cum. Right. I'm just going to guess. <laughs> Because cum is something you're supposed to put into somebody else. That's why it exists. <laughs> poop, on the sure. other hand, as far as we know, was never intended in God's plan to go into another human being or get on another human being. Yeah. Yeah. They're still both gross. But yeah, um, that part of these two episodes, like the the toenail thing, which we'll get to, and the poop thing both made me feel a little bit like... Ugh. There's also but I thought was pretty gross. We'll get I, to, but, oh. I gotta hand it to whoever flung the shit at Jolene. They got one hell of an arm. Yeah. Like that that, that place is huge. Yeah, it's a gigantic circular prison area. So whoever flew whoever flung their shit at Jolene <laughs> would have had to have a fairly unobstructed, like direct view of yeah, her. It'd have like, to be like almost straight across. Yeah. Quite a distance to fling your shit. It's been practicing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Poochie's talking Pucci and to Dio. Dio. Yeah. And Dio's putting together a little like boat model. Which yeah. I thought was cute. But he's um, telling him the story about the stand survivor, uh, name unchanged from the original. Can't, uh, you can't do weather report. Nope. A thing that exists outside of music, but you can do survivor. Yep. Whatever. Um, yeah, because he asked the question, what is the weakest stand you ever encountered? Um, and basically it is this, uh, it travels through electrical signals into your brain and it just amplifies your anger and makes people fight each other. Um, right. And then um, in this flashback is when we get some really, really nasty stuff. 
uh, just like the bones like smashing into each other and popping out of arms and you get a really fun stuff. picture though of a brain with uh eyeballs sticking out <laughs> that was pretty good <laughs> looking like you know the end boss of star fox 64 there's a lot of gore is really weird for me because there's certain stuff like the toenail thing again we keep talking about it but but things like that that are very minor but seem very painful to me and then stuff that's totally ridiculous and just way out there violent and i can't take it seriously yeah every time i see one of these things where it's basically an intact nervous system and a brain and the eyes and everything i think it's the funniest shit in the world because i just imagine it talking with like a little high-pitched goblin voice (laughs) or like it sounds like kevin mcdonald okay Yeah, sure. That's a normal imagine, reaction to have, I suppose. I just imagine having like a fun little conversation <laughs> with it. Like it would communicate with me psychically, but it would still have this tiny voice. I don't know. It seems fun. <laughs> anyway, yes, there's some really grotesque violence outside of this brain thing, which I think is funny and adorable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like a bunch of like heads getting beaten into pulp and like destroyed like arms being ripped off and all of this yeah. stuff anyway, very Pucci strange wants that stand <laughs> again this is the part where i say it's basically baki at this point uh yeah uh, which Jolene's, is cool julian's eating some mushrooms off the side of her bed yeah that's the part i thought was really gross she's just like stupid also she's eating all of those immediately if you want them you save some for later come on yeah, you gotta ration everything out if you're stuck in this maximum security cell. Yeah, but she's like, these bed shrooms are so good. <laughs> yeah, these look edible, whatever. Uh, which is really, like, the best, like, sort of approach to have when it comes to mushrooms specifically. Is to just <laughs> yeah. look at them and no, go, like, I could nothing probably bad, Nothing bad ever happened to somebody who just ate unidentified mushrooms. <laughs> I suppose the odd of like death caps growing on the side of her prison bed are probably pretty low, but also, yeah, I would not just eat strange mushrooms, especially strange mushrooms I found in prison. Uh, uh, yes. Not Jorno is here along with this other guy whose name is escaping me right now. They're, they're getting her ready for a bath, which is, of course, just hosing her down with a fire hose. Um, in real life, that would rip your skin right off. Uh-huh. The amount of pressure that comes out of that is yeah. unreal. Look what um, happened to Rambo. I tried to use a fire hose once, and it just started like just flinging me around in the air, like in an old nineteen thirties. <laughs> like rascals. Yeah. Okay. It was a lot of fun, but they had to get me down from there after a while. <laughs> Riding it like a dragon. Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the, what is the guy's, uh, name? Not the Giorno guy, but, um... Westwood, because named after Westwood, v- right. Vivian Westwood. I thought you were going to say Westwood 1, uh, no. the greatest <laughs> radio station on the planet. Uh, uh, and she died just recently. Yeah. Yeah. I, by the way, did not know, uh, until watching Weird, that Weird Al apparently worked at Westwood 1 for a while. Oh, interesting. Yeah. He could have met the uh, Ace Man lying, if he was that there. That was not interesting. Enough. I do think it is a little bit interesting that Westwood One has had like a few people come out of it who have become like actual celebrities. Was like, it because Jimmy he was, he was like 
working with Dr. Demento there or something? I think he just had like a kind of secretarial job, if I remember right. Like it was just a little part-time thing that he had for a while. And I can't remember if that is how, if he really did anything with that, but it was just like a temporary kind of small position that he had. Um, I need to watch weird. It's probably will tomorrow. It's pretty good. I I'm excited to talk about the ending with you. I don't want to mention anything specific about it because it's very good. Um, it's funny you mentioned that though because I was when you were talking about the fire hose thing. I was just thinking of UHF. <laughs> you got to drink from the fire hose. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Westwood gets wet and um, turns into a gremlin. Oh, sorry, he multiplies and then yeah. they eat after midnight and turn into gremlins. Yeah, and then he jumps in a pool, and then he becomes mini gremlins. Um, no, he uh, the the stand what? survivor is now activating for both of them, and they start getting into an incredibly violent fight. Uh, but they're also able to see like each other's points of power, like muscle groups that yes. are the most dominant in each person's body. Right, right after Dio says specifically, the stand does not do anything other than make you angry. Yeah. And I guess apparently see people's muscle groups. <laughs> um, but I do like that there, there's a lot of good bits of Westwood just screaming like, I see all your dominant muscles and they're glorious. Yeah. Um, oh, also after we had talked previously about uh, the dub saying the F word a bunch and not in the subs. Now the sub all of a sudden has started it with this batch of episodes. So I don't I know that there was like some sort of mandate where they were like, hey. This next batch comes out, gotta get sweary with it. They should be saying fuck all the fucking time. Uh, Westwood okay, gets Mr. punched. <laughs> I'm going to go to jail when they find out I've been uh, imprisoning you against your will to do this podcast. Oh, if only. <laughs> Westwood gets punched so hard in the face it tears like half his lip off. Yeah. Uh, it also knocks a few of his teeth out, too, but I suspect that those are, well, I guess they're like molars, so you probably wouldn't see them. The other but, guy uh, also just, like, jams his finger, like, all the way up to, like, the first knuckle into his eye. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's fine, because he gets his leg twisted around in retribution for this, <sighs> which takes Jorno out of the fight. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, Westwood now lets out a bunch of uh, very interesting looking characters from their jail cells. And I'm going to assume that these are the rest of the stand users that we have to deal with for a while. Yeah, I think this is going to be like, this is the story of Ricky segment, kind of, where now uh, Jolene has to fight all of these guys to get out. Yeah, there's because they hang on a lot of... uh, these guys like the one who has sort of the metallic eye patch and the little old man yeah, and the weird little gnome guy yeah even some of these characters when they're shown in silhouettes have like very defined features about them that make them seem like they're going to be characters um, or maybe they won't and they'll appear for like 10 seconds like some jojo's side characters remember that guy in part three the little businessman guy who had that really oh, elaborate right. theme song <laughs> He yes. just like, has like one line and then gets in a car and leaves. Oh, I love that dude. He just, he like gave them information or something like that. Yeah, reason he so. was there. Yeah. Or, or like uh, old Joseph, like relayed something to him. Maybe. 
I don't remember what it, what Man. it was, but yeah, he he has like one or two lines, and then leaves and is never seen again. I think that's the best part about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. You could have these little tiny characters that appear in the background, and Araki's designs are so strange that you would think that it's like, oh, who's the anime protagonist syndrome? Yeah, or it's like, oh, clearly it's the guy with the crazy hair and the trench coat. But like, that's every single background character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Sure, I guess. Uh... To be fair, in that case, it wasn't really a crazy design. It was the insane theme song that he had. Yeah. But... You know how the saying goes, you're always the protagonist of your anime. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do like this lady, though, uh, who has like the uh, camo print stockings and underwear and belt oh, yeah. combo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who also has like Uzumaki hair going on. In Uzumaki, when the girl gets like her hair starts growing long and it starts curling into spirals, it looks yeah, like that. Yeah, I know what so. you're talking about, but okay. I don't really remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, she does. Okay. Yeah, yeah otherwise, she sort of has that uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Ava thing going on. Yeah. Anyway, Westwood's going to start a riot. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Fight Club. Uh huh. All your beautiful muscle groups. Let's uh, brawl, he says. Does Jolene do something to, like, uh, stop herself from being enraged? No. She just, like, can handle it, I guess. Yeah, because she says, like, she can feel herself, like, starting to get angry. Uh, Yeah, there's that initial bit where it's clearly affecting her. I think they even show, like, the electrical kind of, like, animation of it, like, affecting her. But then at some point, it seems like she's fairly collected, and I couldn't remember if I just missed something where she found a way to counteract it. No. Okay. Because also that's good. Because that's also apparently not Westwood stand. He's got a uh, totally unrelated one. That's true. And so it makes me wonder who Survivor was actually attached to. Maybe it was the guy that died. Yeah, maybe. Um, or was incapacitated. I don't know. It looks like he died. It would have to be somebody that Pucci was able to send in. So he could have put a stand disc that basically brainwashed them plus. Or, well, memory disc, plus the stand disc itself. Um, but it could also, I guess, be one of the prisoners. It just seems it would be easier to do that to a guard. Yeah. Well, also, something I'm wondering is this other stand he has, how long he's had it. Because she says something like, have you had this the whole time or did you get just now? Because before that point, she specifically says, like, he was stronger, but he was kind of just doing regular stuff, and now he's like flipping around and running on walls. Yeah, he's uh <laughs> there's some really good like um poses too where they're like getting ready to fight and they're all like flexing there, and kind of standing off. There is one scene where he is doing the Dark Knight Returns pose of Batman like <laughs> getting ready to fight. Uh, so a lot of this episode is really just kind of like a all out brawl. Like, I I think, and I might've brought this up before. My favorite Jojo's fights are the ones that are more cerebral where they're kind of coming up with creative, like sciencey solutions on how to overcome the stand sort of mm-hmm. the same way that I like a good star Trek episode where the solution to the problem is very smart. Um, or sure. at the very least, it gives the illusion of being smart, but is in fact just a bunch of bullshit that the writers kind of like pulled out of their ass. That was um, an invention by our writers. We made it up. 
Uh, it was a fabrication. It was all fake. Um, wasn't true. <laughs> but this this is really mostly just like kind of going back to like part one JoJo's where this is largely just a fight that has some interesting twists and turns. But yeah, the solution to it is not very smart. Uh, I mean, kind of. Jolene does some new boot goofing. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, she also gets like a chunk of her bicep taken out early on <laughs> in this. Gets, she gets chunks of a lot of her taken out. Yeah. Uh, also, scrubbing back through this, Westwood's eye, despite having it a finger and knuckle deep in it, is totally okay. Yeah, it's like bleeding a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, she does try to use her stand to like leave him and use her threads in like interesting ways to try to deal damage to him. In particular, when he gets her into a chokehold, she weaves it through his boot, catches his big toenail, <laughs> peels it back from the nail bed, and then doesn't stop there but digs it so deep she starts to skin his entire toe from nail up through his foot. Yeah. Which, uh, thankfully, <laughs> despite not having censoring for most violence here, the JoJo, the David production team decided they should probably censor that one regardless. <laughs> so, I did scream at you on Discord. I, I paused yeah. the moment it started to peel back from the nail bed and just wrote, like, I believe they should start censoring all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure again. <laughs> it's pretty nasty. <laughs> it really is. I kind of need to go find the manga panel because I guarantee it is ten times nastier. Oh, probably, yeah. I, yeah, I, I need to not do that right now, but I'm very curious. Um, but his stand is basically, his stand power is goofy and stupid as hell, and I do like it. It's just that he keeps attracting meteorites to himself. He's uh, he's like a JRPG boss. Like every so many turns, like a meteorite will fall. Yeah. And it's the way it's set up is the meteorites won't harm him. They will disintegrate before they actually get to him, but they will harm anything in his path. Right. Uh, in this case, he just keeps getting Jolene into different holds and is trying to basically put her in the path of the meteorites, um, <laughs> which is really like what all the fight kind of amounts to is just that her getting into holds and getting out of holds and getting put back into them. Right, he's a regular Perry Saturn. <laughs> I also, Malenko. I do like this bit though of Anasui uh, knocking out a guard and holding him up to get through the retinal scan. Oh, sure, classic Splinter Cell move. Yeah. Uh, so let me. I'm trying to trying to get to the part of the fight where she figures out the solution to this because she gets pretty beat up like her knuckles get sliced wide open she's got a chunk of her leg missing yeah because it, it looks for a while like she's just kind of like randomly exploding sort of <laughs> yeah. and she can't figure out where it's coming from uh but eventually she her solution is basically to catch the meteorite in this guy's boot which she's pulled off and also at some point filled with a bunch of fragments of bricks and then transfer all the energy from the meteorite into the boot, and then send the boot into Westwood. Uh, the boot also catches on fire, and this catches Westwood on fire immediately. <laughs> yeah. 
not how fire works. Uh, he was not, as far as I'm aware, of doused in any sort of flammable liquid. He was, in fact, doused with water. Oh, it's true. <laughs> not that, not that much earlier. They're in an extremely wet w- room, but somehow he just catches on fire. He's like, <laughs> he's an animated scarecrow or something. <laughs> He does, like, slow motion fall down the stairs and is just like, damn, this woman beat me. <laughs> uh, and then Jolene, she gives us a triumphant line. I think it, she says, like, a game set and match or something like that. And, and, and that's the episode. Um, just a good old-fashioned brawl. It's, oh, it's been a while since we had a JoJo fight that was just more physical than She does else. spot the bone. Which is just kind of lying around right, here, yeah. and somebody picks it up. I think the old guy does. It's a little goobers just poking it, and is like, I guess I'll take this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a guy. He's got like a. He's got hit spikes like Shigechi. I was gonna say, I bet this is like some weird Shigechi looking dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that to be fair, his head spikes do look more like they could be hair. He's yeah. got a swastika on his shoulder too. Oh, he does. Yeah, go back and look at that. That is definitely a swastika. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, Florida prison. <laughs> that makes sense. In order to get Dio's bone, Jolene's going to have to become a Nazi. <laughs> also like how he has what's probably supposed to be a uh, um, join or die tattoo, I guess. <laughs> oh, Th- man. Those two things together. Yeah. Sure. He seems like he's a little dude too. I wonder if he's going to like actually turn out to be really. No, he couldn't possibly be. He's got little tiny man legs. What? I I was speculating about whether or not this guy is going to end up being like three feet taller if he's actually like regular human size, and there's just something about the perspective <laughs> that's throwing it off. But then he stood up, and his legs are like disproportionately smaller than the rest of his body. So I think he's got like a tamami thing going on. Where you think it was going to be like in Kung Pao or something where the tiny guy is like huge and muscular? Yes. Oh, wait, no, it's that's, um, exactly uh, that's like Kung, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, to be fair, confuse the events of those movies all the time. So, not very similar, but uh, I could have seen the like that being a bit in Kung Pao as well. Maybe I'm thinking of something else then. I don't know. It's oh, been no. a long time since I've seen like any of those movies. Kung Pao is that's a lot of nuts. We trained him wrong on purpose, etc. Then Kung Fu Hustle is I, just like Stephen Chow I am, movie. I am confusing Kung Fu Hustle with something else then, because yeah, that's right. I forgot that uh, Kung Pao's just got like uh, isn't a lot of repurposed footage. Yeah, yeah. Like that. It's just yeah. like guy inserted into old Kung Fu movie. Yeah, okay. Then I'm definitely confusing it for something. I don't know what else I'm confusing it for, but I'm confusing it for something else. Um, All right. That's JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The whole show. We're done. <laughs> I don't think so, <laughs> unfortunately. well, Wait, you know, they made more episodes of this? Yeah, believe Hold it or not. Hold on a second. <laughs> An old man approaches her and reveals he is a stand user who has been sent by Pilsnick. <gasps> You've well, sent by Pilswick? He'll... What? Pale, pale snake. Oh, white snake. Stop saying pale snake. I was reading the description on Netflix and it says pale snake. All right. I was reading it word for word. Now I'm imagining somebody's stand as Pelswick. <laughs> Just like floating ghost kid in a wheelchair. What would they have to change Pelswick to for the English dub? 
I don't know. I don't know how you could. Mm, Boswick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. We'll be back next week for more JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And of course, you know, tune in. We're your number one stop for uh, Megan or Mithrigan talk (laughs) and uh, really anything to do with Colin Farrell. But we are still very hung up on Banshees of Inisherin. That's true. But yes, next week, uh, episodes 17 through 20. As we'll see you here on Stand and Deliver. How was that? I'm not going to yell. That's pretty good. But for a moment, I thought that you were going to yell it. And so I'm also a little bit disappointed at the same time. Yeah, I'm going to give it some more juice from here on. Okay, but I'm not it's I'm not going to do the full yell. Now that I know what to expect, I think that is an appropriate amount of juice. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bye. I love you. (laughs) It's just one of those days.